Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome along to a Saturday evening here in the UK, uh, still just uh, just into the afternoon actually, uh, at our venue for our Saturday evening race live in sound and vision. It's the second 40 minute challenge for the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America on the NASCAR Road America weekend. Yes, we're in Wisconsin. Four miles around one of the greatest circuits in North America and therefore the world. And it's live on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. The Porsche Carrera Cup North America on IMSA Radio. We could not be in a more greener and more pleasant land than where we are this Saturday. Hello, everybody. We're at Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, Road America, 400 acres of America's National Park of Speedway since 1955. This just over four-mile circuit has been challenging the world's very best. I'm John Hindorf and Shea Adam is alongside me in the IMSA Global Broadcast booth. Uh, Got to say hello to Layla, who's listening uh, down under as well, who's a big fan of our international broadcast. Just around four miles, just over 4.048 if you want to be absolutely certain. Action areas at turn one into the first corner. It's quite quick into there. You've got to be... Very determined. Under the brakes, downhill into turn five. Down at the bottom of turn eight before the big 180-degree-plus carousel. And then up the right-hand side of the track into the right-hander at Canada corner. All opportunities to make your passes. Make sure, however, that you get it right uh, and that you uh, are in the right part of the circuit because the uh, speeds here are pretty high and you can have some big accidents as we did uh, yesterday more of that in a moment or two as the cars roll off uh, into their formation lap yesterday we had beautiful weather again riley dickinson championship leader uh, leading off into turn one and the number 89 having a spin uh, at the back of the field and then the big incident which brought out the red flag uh, after we'd seen Todd Parrott uh, have his spin earlier on. Two cars out of the race, that being the 56 uh, and uh, also PJ Hyatt's car. That took out most of the race, to be honest. But when we resumed with just over five minutes to go, it was Riley Dickinson from pole position. And from the restart, who took the win at the front of the field, which extends his championship lead. Sheer Adam, who's been doing the uh, addition of what has been going on. So how does it start? Look, I, even I can work out that if, if Riley won again and all of his championship contenders are behind him, then he's extended his lead. Yes, and it was a very significant win for Riley Dickinson, who yesterday, for the first time in his young career, was able to spray champagne because it was the first time that he's won after turning 21 years old. He now has an 83-point advantage over Tom Sargent, who starts uh, sixth in today's race. That's where he crossed the finish line yesterday, who himself only has a nine-point gap to Will Martin. So the points have very much closed up in the pro class. For Pro-Am, Efren Castro still is the leader, but he is 24. 
five points ahead of Marco Cironi, today's pole sitter. That gap closing as well. And in AM, Scott Noble won the race, took pole position, took the fastest lap, and once again today took pole position. So he has closed the gap down to 40 points on Mark Fahman. Uh, his teammate and effectively team principal uh, in MDK Motorsports only 31 cars. We should have had 33. Yes, at the beginning of the weekend, we did have 34. We have since lost Michael McCann after an incident in practice one. And then yesterday, as aforementioned, Jeff Mosing and PJ Hyatt both not taking part in today's race. But we do still have a full field of cars. And with 18 of them lining up in the pro class, it's going to be busy out there at the front of the field. Take a deep breath, everybody. The safety car lights, or as it is now, the pace car lights, the Porsche Turbo in that very fetching uh, red metallic has turned off the safety car lights so that means that it will in a moment use its all-wheel drive to pull away and leave the field under the charge of Riley Dickinson for Kelly Moss who is having a superb season he as we talked on Wednesday in Midweek Motorsport we talked about just how uh, focused he has been and if he hasn't been able to get the win he's picked up the points that he required there's been quite a long layoff between the last time the guys were on the track and this weekend. Didn't seem to be looking very rusty, I have to say. Yesterday, everyone was pretty well behaved. Watch for Alex Sedgwick from the start in the JDX racing car. He's got his teammate, Will Martin, behind him uh, on row two in the number nine for JDX racing. Then accelerating performance, Michael Cooper in the 33. Row number three is Ryan Yardley in the 78 top racing car, McElroy Racing's Tom Sargent is in sixth. And the top ten is made up by the seven of Michael McCarthy for Kelly Moss. Dan Clark in the 64 there on row four. And row five, Sean Warwick, Warwick uh, for Kelly Moss and MDK's Jimmy Libra. And in the classes, as she has mentioned, Mark Maccheroni in 17th is the best of the pro-arms. Uh, with Efren Castro alongside him in the 65. And in the arms... It is Scott Noble in 22nd in the number 10 MDK car with Mark Varmir. One behind him, a spin at the front of the Sedgwick. field. That is Sedgwick trying to get on the power too early. He's going to drop all the way back. Now, will they wave this off or will we go green? That means there's a gap on the outside front. Drivers left. So that's a great opportunity for Will Martin and Michael Cooper. So Cooper... Is the car that you can see with the pink bonnet there. We come to the line at the top of the hill and we do still get the green flag. 40 minutes on the clock and we are racing in the second race of the weekend for Porsche Cl Ca Deluxe Carrera Cup. Straight away, Riley Dickinson pulls onto the racing line for the right-hander and turns in through for JDX. Will Martin, they look absolutely fantastic in the... Uh, uh, in the sunshine so Sedgwick we are fairly certain has gone around Michael Cooper Will Martin and Will Martin with that uh, uh, Michael Cooper excuse me with that pink bonnet easily spotted he's dropped a couple of places there but now the black and gold car goes <laughs> down the end that's coming from a different zip cord and surely that won't get pulled up indeed it doesn't so Riley Dickinson Playing the long game there, let the JDX car go through and did the cutback, gets back into the lead. That was a determined opportunity there and certainly the JDX car did seem to have a run share, Adam, just couldn't get it stopped before the apex and Will Martin drops back into second. That was a declaration of intent from Will Martin saying, hey, Riley, you had it all your way yesterday. It's not going to be that way today. Even if he knew he couldn't get the car slowed down in time to make the pass stick, he was still letting Riley know this one you're going to have to fight for. And that's exactly what the Kelly Moss with Riley a driver is expecting, particularly in this race this weekend, because Kelly Moss found victory lane yesterday. This is their home race, but Riley getting it done the first time for the team in a couple of years. That's a big move from Will Martin and JDX. Came from a very long way back. Riley was in the middle of the road. That's fine. He didn't move in response to what the black and gold car did. The green and white oh. of Dickinson just lets him go by and cuts back, gets to the apex, gets to the middle of the corner and makes sure it runs 
he runs back into the lead. That, so that's kind of that's the kind of experience that you would expect from somebody who's been in this championship for so long. Oh, and another problem out on the circuit, and it again the down kink towards again. the kink. And I think that is the 93 car. Yes, it is. Yep. So I'm afraid that's going to bring out our bright red safety car again. And that is Stefan Rosensky. Ah, he'll be annoyed with himself there. It's another one of the, uh, uh, the MDK machines in the pro uh, category. Now, did he jump just... or was he pushed? That's the question. Sorry, Shay, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we've just had the first oh. lap completed and a couple of cars. Marco Cironi. Marco Cironi. So off the track at the pit entrance. Full course yellow is out. Thank you, Preston, for holding the flags out to let us know. Rodzinski extracting himself from the car. Very important to let his family know. But we huge. lost Marco Cironi, who, as I mentioned before, second in the points. John, he is fighting hard. Saber Cook also with issues. Now, so there was cars going slow coming out of Canada Corner, and that's where it all started for the Stefan Radzenski car. So that was a little bit further down the road than from the kink, and it's unguarded concrete there for the blue and white machine. So that was that uh. part. I suspect that was in reaction to something that happened further up the track because Stefan was a little bit further back. So who had the wobble coming out of Canada corner? Was a big sideways slide. Was Ooh. that one of the Nola sports cars? Yes, but I think it was precipitated by contact between Radzinski and Cook, and that would explain why she dove into ah. the pit lane. Marco Cironi has now made it in, but I did see the black and red deluxe Porsche involved there with Radzinski's blue and white car. Oh, dear. That is very bad news for Marco. Unless he can get the, they can get that car turned around, the 82 machine is in the pit lane. The black and uh, bright Kermit green colour. Uh, Sebra Cook <laughs> in the pit lane as well for Kelly Moss. There's damage to mm. the bodywork just in front of the left rear wheel. And there's some foliage in there as well. There's no urgency, though, John. That's the thing that worries me. The Good team, point. ACI Motorsport, not working quickly to try and get him out before the safety car comes back around. Ah, well, he did manage to stay off the racing line. Sabra Cook coming through much later on. Marco getting mm. out the car. No. That's it. Oh, my goodness. That is an extraordinary turnaround at this second half. As we go into the second half of the season, shit. Man on pole position. He, uh, the Canadian, Marco Cironi, uh, with the shrug and the very ex uh, expansive gestures oh. with his hands. He's getting some uh, help from his team to try and understand what's going on there. Uh, the cleanup continues at Canada Corner. So the leaders had gone through. There was a bit of side-by-side -side with Michael McCarthy and Sean Varwig, but that's way further ahead. Sabra Cook got sideways, and I think she might have got a little tap, and it was the flick back that then hit the Stefan Radzinski car. But I still don't really understand what happened to Marco Cironi. Very strange incident, for sure. And for Cironi, this is detrimental in the, the biggest possible way to his championship because 25 points behind Castro. He'll get minimum points for today's race. But assuming Castro goes on to win, that will extend the gap to nearly double. Well, mentioned our overseas audience, plenty tuning in in Europe where it's coming up to half past seven in Central European summertime. Wow. Um, what a start to this race. Now, I think we'll get this cleared up a lot quicker going through. I mentioned uh, Leila Campbell earlier on. She does like a yellow car. We've got a few of them here. Jason Hart for MDK. Tom Merrill for Nola Sport with a bit of yellow as well. Tuned in in Australia, no doubt following the fortunes of McElroy Racing as well, of course, who've done very well in 
Carrera Cup Australia in the past. And currently sitting second in the team's championship Indeed this so. year for Carrera Cup North America. So a very strong debut over here as well. So our hard-working track services teams going to work. This, as we said, Shea, starting the second half of the season, it's been a phenomenal year so far. And in terms of the Carrera Cup North America, still a relatively new championship, still looked after and officiated by IMSA and run by IMSA. But Porsche to look at Carrera Cup North America um, spreading itself around all the major series uh, in North America. NASCAR this weekend, IndyCar, IMSA, and of course two rounds at Formula One support uh, status as well. We've had the Miami race and we'll finish uh, on the track at Austin and Cota later on. And John, we actually neglected a major world championship yesterday because when we started this season, it was at Sebring and the WEC was there yeah, as very well. Good so we've, point. we've now added another one to the argument. But yes, beginning at Sebring, then going to Long Beach to be a part of the Long Beach Grand Prix, Miami Grand Prix, Watkins Glen International Raceway here at Road America, supporting the NASCAR Xfinity Series this weekend. Indianapolis coming up next for the Battle of the Bricks. That'll be exciting. Then to WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, where there's just a little Porsche file event going on uh -huh. called Rensport, which I am extremely excited about. And then wrapping up the season at Circuit of the Americas, which I'm sure Riley is extremely excited about because right now he's got the championship lead. And that Texan would love nothing more than claim his first Porsche championship in terms of a global audience there to see him do it on home ground. Now, Shea, you thought there might have been some problems at the start of the race. Yeah, I received word from the paddock, actually, that race control is looking into it. There might have been contact side to side from Riley and Alex Sedgwick that Ooh. resulted in Sedgwick spinning around. And indeed, there was race control is looking into that. That could result in a penalty for our race leader. It's going to be a tough one to call from the angle at the final corner, turn 14. The question will be, did Alex squeeze down on the pole sitter or uh, was Riley moving around? I just wonder if Riley was maybe on the right-hand curb in the white and green car. They were very close to the back of the safety car. And in fact, Alex was ahead, which he shouldn't really have been at that point. So that's not going to go in his favour in that part of it. The race control have a, a lot more angles than even we uh, can look at. Uh, I, do you know what? It's the start of the race. Everybody's heart beats up around 160, 170. And there will have been Alex knew that he wanted to get a good start. Worked his way, by the way, back up into 16th position. Oh, uh, overall, it uh, should be oh, noted, because oh, yeah. he dropped way back in the field. I, I think he was pretty much at the back of the field at one stage. Yeah. So he's back into 16th in class and overall. He's the last of the pro cars running in line ahead uh, of the pro-arms and the arms. Actually, I've just said that and I realised that might not be true. Uh, yes, he is ahead of Efren Castro, who is yeah. now leading. And this is great news for Efren um, with his nearest championship contender in the pit lane. Not the way he would have liked to have extended his championship lead, but we know that the no. other classes are always very hard for. Just under half an hour to go, the safety car lights are out as the sad sight of Stefan Rosinski's MDK Motorsport Porsche, the number 93 multicolour blue and white car, is being flat-backed to uh, the paddock. Now, watch Will Martin in the black number nine and... Uh, top Racing's Ryan Yardley, Michael Cooper for accelerating performance is the one with the pink and green front end. Then it's Kelly Moss's Michael McCarthy, Sean Varwig, McElroy Racing's Tom Sargent, Speedy Dan Clark for Nola Sport. Top 10 made up by Jason Hart for MDK and Nola Sport's Tom Merrill. And they will start in single file once the safety car disappears. So again, it will be up to Riley Dickinson, but this time he doesn't have to worry about anybody on his door mirror. 
So the deluxe Porsche Carrera Cup safety car about to kick down through the PDK gearbox. Actually more powerful than the, safe, the, the race cars here. That is the turbocharged 3.8 flat six. This is the, the race cars, the normally aspirated four litre car uh, engines. Beautiful engine just being transplanted into the new 718 Spider RS. Uh, 507 horsepower here and in the GT3 and GT3 Touring 911s, 493 in the new RS780. Great restart from Riley Dickinson, backing up the field and waiting until it was the prime opportunity to jump away. And that's what he's done. He's actually stretched a bit of a gap over Will Martin. And shout out to Ryan Yardley running P3. That would be his first podium of the year if he can hang on to it. But Michael Cooper doesn't want to let him do that. Not sure whether Michael Cooper diving down the inside was as much to de deter those behind him in the side-by-side -side there as Dan Clark in the orange and green car got very, very up close and personal to the number 17. Tom Sargent. Yeah, Tom Sargent in the McElroy racing car. Now, has he given that back? No, he hasn't. Nope. So that, nope. that was quite robust. Uh, going into the first corner now defense from third position Riley Yardley in the black and gold with the silver hand quarters the dark uh, grey actually and gold and again there's a touch Ooh. there and again oh my goodness that's Michael McCarthy Kelly Moss racing into the barriers drivers left coming out of turn five there's damage to the steering on the left front of that car that's the one with the pink flashes on that machine same Green and white with the handprints, racing for children's. Ah, that's another annoyance there, and he hasn't. He's, he's finding that hard to keep that car straight. He'd be looking for the overlap where the orange uh, is on the side of the circuit. He's not going to get that to there, and that I'm afraid. That's uh, Michael Cooper coming back onto the circuit, I think, there, Shea. And yep. if you're going to go off the circuit, you've got to come back on and give the person there some room. Yep, and that was an instant of Michael McCarthy taking advantage of a car trying to dive down the inside or maintain position, as it were, Ryan Yardley going into turn five. Michael Cooper not wanting to give up the spot. He did run way off the track, but for McCarthy, you have to leave room. You can't just expect your competition to disappear. We've seen that exact move in IMSA, in IndyCar, in NASCAR even, and it never works out properly. I hope that McCarthy can find one of those orange overlaps, move his car safely off the racetrack, and we can stay green. It's in the gap between turn six and the kink at turn seven. Uh, we have stayed green, although the debris flag is out. The rubbish on the track flag is out. That's the yellow and red. And there are pieces yes. of Porsche on that front straight down towards the braking area in turn one. But other than that, we have stayed green, which suggests to me that race control uh, either think that that car is far enough off the circuit or it has been moved and Michael has managed to get it there. Fastest lap of the race last time around and there are points for that. Uh, that is 2.095 for Riley Dickinson in the classes. Moise Oreski has the best pro-am lap with a 2.12.1 and a 2.12.5 for Mark yeah. Kwame who oh. is now in the lead. Kwame has Full taken the lead in the am category and my hope that that Porsche of Michael McCarthy, number seven car, had got to an overlap, was misplaced. And the hard-working uh, uh, Road America intervention team are there. Hopefully this shouldn't be too long of a yellow, but I just want to touch on the fact that Moise Uretsky, at the risk of doing curse to the commentator, great job so far by Moise this weekend overall because he came into it fourth in points. He's already jumped up to third after yesterday's race. And given the struggle that we've seen for Marco Cironi sitting in the pit lane, well, at the start of today's race, Uretsky had 141, Cironi had 172. That's not enough to change anything as far as the order is concerned, but Uretsky stands a very good position. Castro doesn't need to win today's race to extend the points gap. Uretsky needs to win today's race to try and get back into the this championship fight. So we've got a really good opportunity for the accelerating performance number 44 to better himself 
himself, and that's all I've seen from Moisey this weekend. Super, uh, super livery on that car with the uh, the shades of purple and blue fading into each other. The cars, by the way, uh, all turn up from a Porsche Motorsport in a, a colour called GT Silver, which you actually can buy your 911 in. Uh, and it's all the work of the livery artists and designers. Let's unpick this again. Well, absolutely clear to me. Well, both of them actually were slightly off the track, but Michael Cooper coming back on, bit of hip and shoulder to uh, Mike McCarthy, just ushered yeah. him. You know, that looks a lot worse than it is because it almost looks as though Michael Cooper drives McCarthy off the track. That's not what's happened there. When they get together, there's been an interlocking of the front wheels. Um, the cars run a lot of what's called camber, and that means that the bottom edges of the tyre sit substantially further out, the wheel and tyre, from the bodywork than the top. They are tilted at an angle with the top of the tyre tilted in. And that's front and back to get, when you are cornering hard, to get as much of the actual tread of the tyre, the face of the tyre, onto the road as possible. And what that means is that the bottom edges of those front wheels, the rear wheels as well, but the front wheels, they just stick a little bit proud out from underneath the fenders, the wheel arches. It absolutely perfectly illustrated by that pink and silver car going down towards turn one. And what happens then if you get two cars side by side, and there's a little bit of damage just in front of the rear wheel of that number 33. That will have been from side to side contact with the wheel from Michael McCarthy's car catching on to that blistered fender that covers the rear wheel arch. And basically they interlock and at that point neither driver share Adam is really totally in control. No, they're both passengers at that point. And, and hats off to our cameramen and women around the track for getting such wonderful angles to demonstrate it. Yep. And and all of our friends at NASCAR Productions, because that really was a, a beautiful pictorial view of what it's like when you see the wheel sticking out more at the bottom. And I know that pictures don't work on radio, but hopefully John was able to describe <laughs> it well enough that people at home could get a good sense. Now, the car from Michael McCarthy has been loaded onto the rollback. Hopefully he's gone over where the smoke was just a little bit further up from where his car stopped and asked what's on the barbecue, what's up for lunch today, as so many of the fans have come out to Road America today and brought all kinds of different accoutrements to try and enjoy the day's racing. And I, I want to hear the best option of food out there from you guys send us a note on uh, x or twitter but still how can you get any better than the 24 piece bucket i mean that that is the best option from the patio isn't it john oh everything's good here uh home of the brats just uh, not too far away and for those who haven't been to road america before a why not and b uh, put it on your bucket list start planning and uh, we're with the full imza schedule next weekend including WeatherTech Sports Car Championship Michelin Pilot Challenge and looking forward to that massively with uh, all of the concessions for the food all run by local charities so not only do you get really good food all the volunteers are there and the proceeds going to each of the local charities local churches uh, Boy Scout, Girl Guide groups, etc. And therefore, you're getting great food prepared with love and care and a lot of local produce, of which, by the way, local produce around this area is fantastic. And you're also supporting very good causes. I've always thought that was a really brilliant initiative here at Road America. See you guys next weekend when I will probably eat my own body weight in a variety <laughs> of the track food uh, i booked two seats on the way my back money. yes just take <laughs> my money i booked two seats on the way back uh, because i'm just going to be lying out there groaning under the weight of fabulous track food 18 all right, minutes here we go 18 minutes to go share and we are ready to go back to green and riley dickinson for the third time then has 
the race field under control for Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America here at the NASCAR Road America weekend. Second race, Riley waits for everybody else to get a little bit of lock into their steering as they're turning into turn 14. He straightens up his wheel and gets his foot down. That's how he jumps away. Four, five, six, seven cars lengths. And here's Ryan Yardley going the long way around on the black and gold JTX car of Will Martin. And they touch. And that's exactly the same thing again. That was wheels touching. And somehow, at one of the fastest parts of the circuit, they managed to avoid disaster. Great driving by both of them, but they were leaning on each other there. Neither wanted to give racing room. That's not going to go down well at race control. And pushing their way through there. They've gone dropped well down the field, and that's going to leave Sean Varwig in second position, Shit. Oh, I'm very disappointed by that move by Ryan Yardley. I was really hoping for him to get in and get his first podium of the year. His best Cooper. winner so far being fourth. But now Michael Cooper is on the move and seeing an opportunity of a trophy. He gets through around the outside of one of the of two of the yellow cars. In fact, there's a bunch of yellow cars there. Dan Clark, I think, taking an opportunity to do a twofer pass there. Second place battle going into turn one. Yeah, there was definitely at least one touch as they were coming into the braking area. Actually, I, I, I've got to say, I've got to say, I think it was the JDX car moving over. Now, I'm not saying that he did that on purpose. It is quite bumpy in the braking area there, but I didn't see a lot of uh, movement, if I'm honest, there from the car trying to go around the outside. We'll leave that up to the... Uh, we'll leave that up to race control to take a look at Efren Castro still leads Proam from Moise Oreski. Mark Varmir's got ahead of Scott Noble in the AM category and they're running now in the mid-teens. Uh, those wow. two two-car battles down to Canada corner for the leader and straight on. Now that was a big moment because that yellow car that went straight on there at Canada corner was on the grass just before then and that was the number four of Elias de la Torre for JDX Racing and I think that car was on the tr on the grass on driver's right coming down into Canada Corner so I, re I reckon that might have come right across the track that looked like yeah. a very wild ride indeed Riley Dickinson has lit the afterburners turn and burn baby turn and burn <laughs> And now we've got a situation where Sean Varwig, oh, his two cars are off at the final corner. Now, who is that? I think that's uh, Todd Parriott, I think. Todd Parriott, yep, I would agree with that. It's, and and who Kyle is he Washington. Running around? Kyle Washington. Oh, no, the two, two GMGs. GMG. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not going to make team principal James Savronis very happy to see both of his cars off. Now, they've both managed to continue. Did they get up into the pit lane? Yes. Washington is trying to make it up the hill. That was at the final corner, turn 14. They didn't get the best of starts. They were side by side, and that's... Well, I've got to tell you, I don't think that was very smart. Still, I mean, we've still got nearly 15 minutes to go. Oof. And again, this is side by side contact here. So it's damage to left-hand side wheels on the number 32 multicolored car of Kyle Washington who um, has made it back to the pit lane, but not hasn't quite pit the pit lane, uh, popped the pit lane uh, sensor yet. And Todd Parriott in the 89 car will have corresponding damage on his right-hand side. Dickinson has cleared off to around about two seconds. Fastest lap of his race for Sean Varwig in second for Kelly Moss. Then yeah. Nola Sports, Tom Murrell in third. And then in fourth, Dan Clark. That was Dan Clark going through in the first of the bright coloured cars. Yellow, greens. They all look like somebody's coloured them in with highlighter pencils, don't they? Highlighter pens there <laughs> with Mike, Mike Cooper in between that. And then Jason Hart is the other brightly coloured car there. The number 20 for MDK Motorsports, who's lost a couple of three positions there as he was shuffled further back. So speedy Dan Clark in fourth with Michael Cooper right behind him. At the risk of causing another yellow, uh, Sean Barwick, very impressed with his drive so far today because the young oh. man has now found himself up into a podium spot, a top five spot for the first time this year, John. And in fact, it was the 47 of Tom Merrill who has got back ahead of Dan Clark as they 
we're on the far side of the circuit. I thought Dan had managed to do a twofer coming around turn number six, and for a moment maybe he was, but the black uh, hood on the Nola Sport car now just ahead, uh, the 47 car rather, of Tom Merrill, which they are again, they are Nola Sport teammates. We say teammates here, but effectively it is every driver for himself here. Um, yes. yes, you know, they are all looking to make their way in the championship. Um, and the old adage of always wanting to beat the person on the other side of the garage first uh, is, is always true. So there's no team orders here is what I'm trying to say. Correct. I think the only team order potentially in the entire field would come from Mark Vame of MDK Motorsport to all of his other cars to say, don't hit me because that would not exactly go down very well. But right now, Mark Fame leading the AM category, 17th overall, has a pro car between himself yeah. and Scott Noble next in class. Again, another team car. But should Noble get to the bumper of Kwame, all the gloves are off. It doesn't matter what team Noble races for, he's going for a win. That's the purple, white, and bright yellow car of the number 43, Mark Fame. Jake Pedersen of Reardon Motorsport in behind there in the multicolored car. And then the third car back, just coming out of the carousel now, is Scott Noble. That's the number 10 car, mostly blue with the white stripes. Mark's got Beautiful livery. All good liveries, those. I, you know, there's something to be said for a classic Porsche-style livery, and that blue and white reminds me very much of, of Porsche endurance racing cars going back down through the years. Steve McQueen uh, raced a uh, dark blue uh, Flunder, Porsche Flunder open top race car. That was the camera car at Le Mans that took all the footage for the Le Mans movie that was uh, entered into the race, actually finished inside the top 10. Uh, Michael Kaiser, one of the drivers uh, in that car back in, back in the day. That has a look of that. 65 crossing the line now. Efren Castro leading the Pro-Am category, but here's that battle again with... Dan Clark, Mike Cooper, Jason Hart, all in there. Oh, that's Farwig. Oh, that's Farwig. He's back out. He's lost second. He's now fallen down to fourth. So something happened to Farwig going through turn one. So that's the blue and silver car. And he's back right out of the chase for the leader. Now, that was odd because Very odd. all of a sudden he lost a couple of seconds. He was about Now he's going to lose another spot to Cooper. Down the inside at five. It does seem to be the day in any car with yellow on it, other than Riley Dickinson. But uh, that will be that will be pleasing. Uh, Leila, down under, who likes a yellow car very much particularly. Well, look, if you're going to choose a car to follow and you don't know anything about the drivers, if you want to pick a colour, that's fine. Absolutely good, so long as you're watching, and she has been since she's been very small indeed. Fastest laps last time around for third, Tom Murrell, Dan Clark, Michael Cooper, Jason Hart, Will Martin, all their fastest laps of the race, 209s now, and it was a 2-0-10-4 for Sean Varwig that put him in, in problems, and he's gone down from second uh, down into fifth position, and he might lose that as well. Does he have left front damage, John? It looks like there's something displaced around his left front headlight for Sean Varwick. So I'm wondering if maybe something's come loose and that's just costing him a little bit on the straights, of which there are many here at Road America. He, he wasn't battling with anybody, so I'm oh. not sure. I think it might just be the livery on that car, which is a bit oh. darker on the, the, the left front, but you're right. Oh, and someone's gone off. Was that Dan Clark or was that Thomas Merrill? One of the two bright yellow cars. It was, it was Dan, Dan Clark. Clark at turn 14. Oh, Good no. eye shit. And he's beached. So I think this is going to be another full course caution with just under nine minutes to go in this race. That's going to put Michael Cooper onto a podium position. Riley Dickinson, nine minutes to go. Wow. What action we have had. Oh, Dan Clark's oh, got, got how's he done that? So his GT3 Cup car doing an impression of a 911 Dakar and pulling itself <laughs> out. That is extraordinary. I've never seen that before in all the years that we've been here talking about racing. I've never seen somebody drive out of the turn 14 beach. That's extraordinary. <laughs> Couple of cars uh, with damage to the front ends of them. Uh, including that black 
with gold striped JDX racing car of Will Martin, Jason Hart, MDK ahead of him. Looks like his hood, I was going to say bonnet, but there's no engine underneath there as well. The number 20 car, that's flapping around as well. I think that he's bearing witness, Shea Adam, to just how close the racing's been. There has been a bit of rubbing during this racing. <laughs> well, you know, it would be a NASCAR weekend if there wasn't. And I talked to someone a little bit earlier on, who shall remain anonymous to uh, keep their job, who said, <laughs> you know, we saved the bumper budget for race two. I think that's definitely been utilized today, especially considering the next round of the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup championship takes place in just over a month there's time yet to fix these cars Sean Varwig whatever his problem was he's now picked up his pace again uh, another 210 last no 213 last time around so no he hasn't so that's why he's dropping away from Michael Cooper new fastest lap of the race here in the second of the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America races this weekend here at the NASCAR Road America weekend and it goes to D Riley Dickinson 209.436 he crosses the line now to complete lap number 12 this is a time certain race and there's just under 7 minutes to go and just like that his uh, gap is 4.3 seconds to Thomas Merrill in second in the number 47 Nola Sport car he's got a second and a half between himself and Michael Cooper he's got about a second and a half as well between the chasing hordes himself and the chasing hordes here's that battle further down in the top 20 Scott Noble down the inside in the blue and white number 10 again a little bit of contact going into turn one is Marco Army who is leading in the was leading in the Pro-Am Championship he's just given that up this I was a battle was for the lead in the race contact. I think there was contact there, John, between Pedersen and Noble. Noble sliding Correct. into Kwame. Kwame running well wide. Peterson following him through. And that resulted with Scott Noble taking the lead of the race. But that was no one's fault as far as the AM class was concerned. So the positions shouldn't have to be reversed. And that was a new fastest lap in class, by the way, for Scott Noble as he got the double draft oh. coming up over the top of the rise. I think he's spot on there. I'm not even sure whether that blue and white number 10 actually hit Mark Kavame's car. I think Mark just went wide trying to avoid him. It was a good save by Scott, who was clearly tapped from behind by the multicoloured number 86. Now, that is uh, one of the pro, pro cars of Jake Pedersen for Reardon Racing. And that is very, very unnerving when you're in the braking area and you're trying to settle the car down because, you know what, you're on the ragged edge of adhesion already in that braking area because that is insanely quick entry to that corner in any car and then you just get a little bit of a tap that breaks away that grip from the surface wow good driving from anybody everybody all right here's riley dickinson um blissfully unaware share of all the action that's going on behind him <laughs> Riley, I really hope you watch this race back to see what happened behind you, man, because it's been exciting for everyone else in the race as once again, he lowers the bar or raises it, I suppose, but lowers it in time. 209.405 is now the fastest lap of the race, whereas Thomas Merrill, who crosses the line in second, just did his fastest lap at 209.638. So that's two tenths Riley has on the rest of the field right now. Hello to Ashley Freiberg, who's tuned in, oh, hey, watching Ashley. and listening. Uh, been doing very nicely in another form of Porsche racing in North America this year. Hopefully, we'll see Ashley in Carrera Cup North America in not too long a time. I know how hard she has been working and great to see her back in competitive machinery and doing what we always knew Ashley could do. Hello, Ashley. Uh, nice to know that, you know, when race drivers aren't at race tracks racing, guess what they do they're sitting down well, watching racing well and john exactly on that vein of form hello to all of our imsa competitors testing at the indianapolis motor speedway today because yeah. right now is their lunch break and guess what they're doing i've heard from several of them <laughs> tuned into the race so uh hey guys out there and hello also to two of our perennial favorites who are at the track amanda Jeanette and bob chapman taking photos and videos of these wonderful porsches that are out around road america hope you guys are staying calm cool and enjoying the food yeah, and uh, don't forget, you can keep up to date all with this championship. A huge amount of social media and information on the Porsche Carrera Cup US website. Just use your 
search facility and you'll find out all about what's going on and where you can catch these cars again we have full live coverage uh, international tv feed also in the us as well no blocks no breaks no interruptions right through to the end of the season all the details on the series website so riley dickinson um despite having to restart a couple of times and having a little bit of side-by-side -side contact before the race really even went green completes his 14th lap now and it will be white flag next time around so just on eight miles for riley and his michelin tires haven't really been pushed too hard with a couple of interventions from the Porsche Turbo, Porsche 911 Turbo safety car. And in the classes, Efren Castro crosses the line, around right about two and a half seconds ahead of Moise Oretsky. And Mark Kvame still struggling just a little bit here. Pedersen's gone past him now. Now, that's not a battle for class position, but that doesn't help Mark because the blue and white number 10 of uh, Scott Noble just dropping down the hill towards turn three in front of them. That is the class leader now. Yep, and Scott Noble already got the two points for taking the pole position for today's race. He's got the fast lap, so that's another point, and 25 for winning the race. That means that the gap will close by seven points on today, up to Mark Kwame. But Kwame, who came in with a 42-point advantage to today's race, not exactly sweating it as of yet. Shea Adam and John Hindorf in the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre. One and a half laps to go and through the field. Jimmy Libre, MTK Motorsports, the red, white and black number 74. Has Tom Sargent, McElroy Racing, dropped back a little bit in the number 17. Then Alex Sedgwick, who started right at the front, went to the back. He's up to 11th position and he hasn't had the full race either, let's remember, with a couple of yellow flags. That's been a really good drive back by that number 17. And in yeah. fact, actually, he's just made another position up there. So and he's doing a grand job in that blue and white car. This will be a weekend that Tom Sargent will want to forget, though, John. He came into it second in points with a handy advantage over Will Martin. By the end of today's race, Will Martin could potentially jump up to second in the championship standings. But nobody is near our race leader who's coming up the hill now to see the white flag because Riley Dickinson, assuming he can hold on to this advantage for another 4.048 miles where he once again sets the fastest lap of the race he'll extend his championship lead to potentially 100 points three figures of a lead is a nice place to be with the racers running out the newly resurfaced road america has provided us once again with a brilliant circuit a spectacular backdrop and riley dickinson doing what riley dickinson and kelly moss do and it's a f another victory surely now he can't quite get out and make himself a cup of tea but he's not a million <laughs> miles away 5.228 seconds i said he hadn't taken that much out of his michelin tires he's now just enjoying this meantime further back down the field the battles continue the number 20 is jason hart in the yellow and black car down at turn five he still sits in fifth position but will martin in the JTX black and gold stripe car, wants that position through turn six now, into the kink of turn seven, then dropping down the hill towards the really tricky turn eight, which sort of tightens up on you, and you've got to get that right to get your car balanced into the carousel. Final lap for all of our Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup competitors. Well, we're running out of things to say, Shay Adam, about Riley Dickinson. <laughs> Just turned 21. He's been racing Porsches for quite a while. Amazing to think that he is still in, in his early 20s. Very much yeah. got the championship in his sights. That's what he set out for this year. He wants to represent this championship in the Porsche Junior Shootout back in Europe at the end of the year. And he wants to be the first from the American series to actually win that and take the opportunity of being a Porsche supported junior driver. That would be brilliant for him. It would be outstanding for this series. And right now, he's showing all the right credentials as he makes it a perfect weekend for the number 53 Kelly Moss team. Riley Dickinson goes two for two at Road America.
and two weekend sweeps with two pole positions and two fastest laps as now we look back further in the field to see our pro-am competitors cross the line. Efren Castro holds the lead of this race as he has done for several of the events so far this weekend. A weekend sweep for him as well though. Fastest lap of the race for Efren and after getting the pole position it means it was a perfect day for him as well. Extending his championship lead further in the pro-am category. Just ahead of the 44 of Moisey, Aretsky, Scott Noble with that very robust manoeuvre down into turn one, ably assisted by the car that finishes behind him, not sure whether Jake Pedersen realised he was pushing Scott Noble to the class lead, but that was absolutely brilliant from all of our drivers. Couple of interventions from the Porsche 911 Turbo safety car. Let's take the unofficial points from Sheer Adam, who's been writing things down in pencil. As far as the pro category is concerned, Riley, 103-point advantage. He has 253 points unofficially after today's race. Tom Sargent on 150, maintains second. Will Martin, third on 145. And then a tie for fourth between Jason Hart and Alex Sedgwick, 101 points for each of them. As far as Pro-Am is concerned, it is still Efren Castro leading the way. And in Am, it is still Mark Fame, but the gap to Scott Noble has shrunk. And as Tom Marshallek, who's been watching and listening, doing yard work in Ohio, says he's spot on, man, that Riley Dickinson is good at this race car thing. You're spot on <laughs> there, Tom. Thanks for watching and listening. That is another step towards the 2023 Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup. North America for Riley Dickinson. And what a brilliant weekend. A little bit untidy yesterday. Glad to tell you that whilst the cars were damaged, all of our drivers were absolutely fine. We started 31 cars today. Lots lost Stefan Razinski early on. Michael McCarthy ended up in the pits, as did Kelly Moss's, as did his Kelly Moss teammate, uh, Sabra Cook, and Marco Cironi from ACI, and Kyle Washington from GMG. Todd Parriott did manage to finish the race. There was one or two cars once again that were slightly dinged up. But that all happened behind Riley Dickinson, who drove away from the field and finishes 6.3 seconds ahead of the field, stretching his championship lead to over 100 points. What a great weekend here at Road America. Thanks to Shea Adam, I'm John Hindorf, and on behalf of all of our team at the track and at Charlotte, join us for the next one. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.